Hello, and welcome to the First Issue Club. I almost started saying Danke for some reason. What does that mean? It's like thank you in German. Yeah, yeah. Here's one of my biggest pet peeves. Waiters or waitresses that say key words in different languages. And they're not, they don't, that's not like their fluent language. No, not at all. So they're like, um, merci beaucoup. Yeah, bienvenudo. (laughs) (laughs) And you say thanks and they're like, de nada. Yeah, I was going to say, what about gracias? Yeah. That's not a. It's just like, oh, this is someone's language, like not your like shtick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe not everyone has no, that problem. No, now that you're saying it, I can hear it. But yeah. that's a thing that pisses me <laughs> off. And that's why we're here today. <laughs> we're talking about pisses? <laughs> we're talking about piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is a real uh, this is a real curveball for people. Welcome to the piss club. The <laughs> club that gets together and recaps our piss. Yeah, we piss all over From the other. past week, I yeah. get, I'll get up my piss journal. Yeah, we're in the piss room. This is one of those episodes where someone Your piss listens for the first time and is like, I'm so upset because uh-huh, I wanted to hear about oh, you remember, I love comic that. books. I love that person that was like, piss. yeah, I came to go to comic book uh, podcast and then you said dick though. You said talk about your dick too much. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? <laughs> no, seriously, this is no, like yeah, a, no. half yeah, the people who try our podcast. Yeah. yeah, he was just mad enough to comment about it. He's and like, let other people know that. Yeah, just turn it they off. They would not get they want if they came. Yeah, here you're good looking. at your. Yeah. Here's here's what the show actually is. Okay. Reading club, comic books. First about first issues. Number ones. They have to have a number one on them. We're, we give you a week to catch up. After that, hey, you're on your own with spoilers, man. <laughs> You've had plenty of time. Oh, yeah. We talk about these guys because they're the, the way that you talk about the entire industry. Everybody clamors for first issues, and we're here giving it to you, we, serving it up. Yep. It, yeah. we're, we're here for... Bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> the books we're going to be talking about today are Beyond the Breach from Aftershock Comics, Savage Hearts on Dark Horse, and maybe we're going to talk a little Ninjak if we have time. I think we'll get the Ninjak. Valiant hasn't had its uh, its due diligence in a while. So this we is bring volume four of Ninjak. Isn't that crazy? Um, it seems that's it seems like Ninjak has been going, going around for a while. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It didn't seem <laughs> that crazy to me. I don't know. It's just weird that that would be on its like fourth restart. Yeah. Like, why not just keep it going? Right. Okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Okay. There's a couple news pieces before we... Uh... Oh, I did not know this. This is very surprising and great for me. <laughs> um, well, you do know them because I... Well, it doesn't matter. We'll get to them right now. Something is Killing the Children is officially started progress talking with Netflix. Oh, TV show. Yeah. and has like actual names, producers, directors associated with it. So... That's it, exciting. Yeah. So it looks to be a real thing. I don't. Do you think the price of that comic is going to jump anymore? Because I don't think it can. I don't think it can go. <laughs> it's any an higher. absurd cost that it's like not validated by how many issues there are in the series. I have never seen a book be skyrocket, be to speculative that. more than that book. Yeah, in my entire comic book existence. Same. Uh, Hadn't it been optioned for a while? So we actually covered this once here we were talking about this, and I was saying like, isn't it crazy? It's not optioned, and I oh, okay. guess that boom 
has some type of somebody a fan of ours uh, on twitter like corrected us and told us that reminded us that boom has some type of uh first right to exclusive deal or whatever so i'm guessing whatever that was extended to this now but this is very real now seemingly real so real so real <laughs> first right of refusal is what that's called did i what did i say or something. Oh, okay, yeah. You, yeah, you didn't finish the I didn't say, term completely. <laughs> I didn't say the refusal so, part. Yeah. I just wanted to get there. Got it. Yeah. Okay? Well, I'm wondering if, like, that's what... Denata. Yeah, yeah. Prego. Si. What is that? Prego. Uh, prego, prego. It's like more? I don't is know. Is it more? I don't know. Um, I t- it took 17 hours of Italian in, in college, and look how much it paid. Is that is that potentially why the uh, like if it doesn't necessarily correlate with number of issues or shouldn't be as high as it is, could that have already been fueling it? So like it's not going to fuel it more because of people who were spec buying on it, yeah, were banking on it becoming a thing. Yes, I I think that's like the thing. It hadn't been announced. People were speculating it. I think people fucking love this book. Oh, are yeah. going like insane for it. Yeah. I also think, and this is a uh, semi hot take, it has like very iconic imagery. Um, in it that like most comic books don't have like a mascot appeal with like the bandana face mask so i think it's also very memorable that bandana is so iconographic and you just immediately know something is killing the children right that's a great point so yeah so i think it has that like iconography that comic Mm -hmm. books don't have james tinian knows what he's doing he also built a world that is so expansive and this is the real news thing he announced i guess like in the last few days, there's going to be an offshoot called the House of Slaughter, mm-hmm. uh, which he had considered calling being in the Slaughterverse, but thought that that was too uh, violent. Horror movie sounding. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that that's why there were so... If you noticed, there was just tons of retailer exclusive covers for an issue recently. Oh, yeah. like, it's like 15 maybe or, or something. Yeah. One, one of those teens. Uh, that was because they were getting into some of that stuff with like the larger world in the house of slaughter okay and uh we knew something was coming with that so kind of first appearance of some things that might get broader they should have a meta uh, comic book where it's like uh something is coming offshoot comic it has the word something in it like the title oh i don't like this idea (laughs) (laughs) you're right i thought you were about to say like like a prologue or something. Something will be coming. Oh, that's that's a better joke. Something has come. <laughs> <laughs> something came. You guys remember how we started this episode talking about piss? <laughs> it's a real, it's a real zinger of an episode. Um, we have the full team back. We haven't even d- done that yet. We should. I know we're in the middle of news, but last oh, say who we are. <laughs> yeah, well, last time I don't, I don't know that we need it anymore. <laughs> last last week we we had a guest, Andy Vargas, talked about movies. This is back to the regular routine. Mm-hmm. We got Caitlin, we got Greg, we got Mike D, we got Budget King, we got all of us here. I said Greg because Greg will be popping in later. He's a he's a pinch hitter. That'll be that'll come here. Mm-hmm. Um, other piece of news. Well, I, I, can I say something that yeah. relates to our sponsor? Oh, please do. Yeah. Have you noticed that PlayStation 4 prices are skyrocketing for some dumb who knows reason? I uh, know. Like I, people no. on eBay are selling PS4s? PS4s for more money. Okay. Why? I'm not sure. But you know what's interesting is that there's like a Bitcoin farm 
or a cryptocurrency farm that was using like tons of old PlayStation 4s. Okay. And maybe that bust got a lot of people thinking like we should be hoarding PlayStation 4s because they can be used to do this. So your connection here is that Boulevard gave us a Last of Us 2 exclusive PlayStation 4 that's like engraved. It's like really cool looking. When I say... (laughs) You're really hyping it up. Last of Us 2 exclusive PlayStation Pro 4. When you imagine it in your head, it probably looks so dumb. (laughs) And you say like, I don't want to console with like a picture of a character on it but it's not that it's like beautifully engraved with like some sort of like weird and they gave it character. they gave it to us to give away which we will do eventually at some point that's kind of what i was getting to <laughs> oh, okay as a promotion of like space camper a beer we love that sponsors the show we're going to be giving that playstation 4 pro away at some point but now that which at the time we were like Oh man, it'd be nice to give away a PlayStation Five because people like want those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now these PS4 Pros, especially the limited edition ones, I saw one the other day sold for five hundred, six hundred bucks or something. Hell yeah! So we're really giving it. Now up. we've got something really cool to give away. Albeit, it'll probably be a chore for you if you win it <laughs> to just sell it on eBay because that's probably what you're going to do. Or with maybe it. the person that gets it will want it for the same reasons that it's going so high. That's true. Yeah. You could save your 500. Can I say something else about the stuff that they gave us? Huh. I often wear my space camper hat. Yes. And every time I do it, there's another, there'll be another guy walking in my general vicinity and they give me like a, a little head nod and a wink. <laughs> and I never get that just genuinely like walking around. It's, it's the hat. Yeah, I I think a lot of hedonists buy that hat, so they know it's like oh, it's like one of us. <laughs> they're like, oh. and they they're always smiling though. Yeah, it's like a genuine smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ear to ear, Joker style, <laughs> very maniacal. <laughs> so I guess be on the lookout for us to like figure something out with a PlayStation Four Pro. We're yeah. not sure yet. Um, yeah, Th- that's good. I'm glad we we finally are getting back to that. Maybe we'll sell it and then turn it into cool comics that we'll give away. Oh, first issue bucks. First issue bucks. Oh, yeah. my God. You've won 10 first issue bucks. <laughs> Something possibly even less <laughs> sought after. One to one, these first issue bucks cost us a dollar to produce. <laughs> you got you want a shopping spree in the first issue. Oh man, are we, people are, yes, are going to be in the streets clamoring for first issue bucks. Okay, the other, speaking of first issue club, yeah. a shot that we called, uh, if you want to go back to uh, what we rated as the number one best comic of 2020, was a comic book by the panel syndicate called Friday. Oh yeah. And it is- It's an Ed Brubaker book. Yes. It is no surprise- that it is picked up by Image and going to be printed by them. We essentially... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we called this. Uh, we were on this book before anybody else. We called that it was going to go to Image? We called no. that it was going to be printed. I don't think that we... we d- oh, yeah, we, we did call that it was going to be printed, but I don't know And that. most times when it's printed, it goes to Image because of uh, BK Vaughn's uh, like connection there or yeah. whatever. Okay, here's what I don't understand, though. The whole thing was made in a landscape to like fit a monitor. Right. Right. 
Like How barrier d- style. Oh, yeah. Barrier, they just printed they, them like sideways. Yeah, they printed them and it's like a hardbound. It's like really nice or whatever. Okay. And the oh, same the same thing. doing it as a trade, not same individual thing with comics. Pr- private Eye. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Private Eye was actually the same exact thing too. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't read that far. I, I would assume it's trade. It wouldn't make sense to do it as... Barrier was actually weird because they released that as floppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sloppy. That was a sloppy floppy release. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's still beautiful. Yeah, the main what, however it gets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> great joke. Yes, however, however it gets printed. The important part is, is that we put the first issue club stamp of approval on this comic, and lo and behold, it's getting it's getting its due. Oh, so bien, it's day in the sun. <laughs> bien, there we go. Yeah, magnifique. <laughs> uh, great tissimo. <laughs> great tissimo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're so cultured here at First Issue Club. Very, very Boyardee of us. <laughs> yes, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> now let's manja some comics. There we go. All right. What and do you want to start with? You know what we haven't said in a long time? Let's get this podcast started. Started. Yeah, you guys cut that out. That was our bit. And mm-hmm. now we don't do it anymore. Yeah, we used to do a music break there. That was a cool break. I think you got people revved up. Yeah. I think it was also a point in the show where people were like, okay, I can turn it off now. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now more people listen all the way but through. But if you were, if, yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's, let's talk about Ninjak first. Thank God. That's the exact comic book I want to be talking about. Okay. I like, it is, it, it's, it's the star studded uh, appearance here. So we're, we're pulling it out. That's, uh, thank you for doing this. Sure. Um, we, uh. I've been a slight adjacent to Ninjak fan, mm-hmm. I guess. In some ways, I kind of try to stay up on some of it a little bit. I acknowledge it's a cool character. Yes. And I know enough of the bare minimum to like enjoy it without having it have to be explained to me. Totally. And I don't... He's uh, Ninja James Bond. Exactly. The British thing. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm always like, oh yeah, the British Ninja. Um, and so it's good enough. I think Valiant does a nice job with this character and they make him real, uh, real James Bondy. Mm-hmm. What is the crazy thing about this? And I wrote this to you in text is that, um, this comic book appears by all covers, uh, sake that it, it is a normal, uh, ninjack comic. Like it just yeah. shows you the art style. Then you open it up and it's like Samurai Jack meets Copra. Like, it's, like, very, like, stylized in a way that's very appealing to me. Yeah. Like, and I instantly, like, loved it. It was probably a left turn for most Ninjak fans. I I could not believe the art style when I opened it up. I had the exact same reaction. It's, like, Hernandez. I, I thought, like, Hernandez from Love and Rockets. Oh, nice. And, like, a Rich Tommaso sort of vibe. It's, like, so loose. It feels, like, so independent right niche i was gonna say is that i wish valiant kind of geared more in the direction of like independent charm Mm -hmm. because sometimes and i think you get this in a lot of independents that try to do like the big muscly guy fantastic stories on the same plane as marvel and dc i don't know this is a probably a take that a lot of people are going to hate but these books are just a harder buy-in as like hard like fantasy that you just like 
that you haven't like been with your entire lifetime, well, that, right? That, that's a, I think the point you're trying like trying to make to me it sounds like Valiant is always being like no 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 take us serious yeah. too as like the big three. Yes, we have Jeff Lemire writing for us. We have Matt Kent writing for us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very serious. I think if they took themselves less serious, like in when they did with Faith or things like that, is really where they're hitting their sweet spot. Yes, and that uh, was that's. A much more articulate way to get out what I was trying to say, uh, and then injected that. I mean, I don't, I don't see why they keep stumbling though, because Jeff Lemire has literally hit in a grand slam with Black Hammer on Dark Horse, and it, a Valiant has to be looking at that just like, what the fuck? We've been trying to do that for the last twenty years. Well, they're not creating original characters. Yeah, they're, they're playing with the pieces that already exist. World. But I mean, the I would I would say that the outside comic book world doesn't know that. You you give a ninjack book to someone who doesn't read comic books weekly, and they're gonna like, oh, is this like a new character? And then you just go from there. I think Valiant has Valiant fans, and otherwise, people aren't looking at like the names on the books and saying like, I like this writer. Yeah. <laughs> they're just saying like, I don't know who Geomancer is, so I'm just gonna say like, no thanks. Right, <laughs> like Matt Kent's. Divinity books mm-hmm. were fantastic. Amazing. I thought they were so cool. And that was kind of like, I don't know if he created that character, but to me, that was... I think he did. To me, that was like a new character that I could get into and mm-hmm. on board, and it was exciting that Matt Kent did it. Sure. Um, and then he got me into some of those other weird, more niche, valiant things. So that was a good onboarding into, I like that, so I'll try Book of Death and... He did Exo Manowar for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote Ninjak for a little bit too. So I started picking up those books. But even still, um, the sprawling epic, big two sort of nature of some of those things does make it hard. Where I wish they were just like smaller, more funky, like yeah. like this book is. Like yeah. I'm 100% picking up the next issue of this. And we also thought that Valiant might just be dead after Bloodshot being a terrible, bum, terrible bum of, of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and then maybe this is their resurgence. Can I can I say, too, that, like, our take is that this is really cool? I think... <laughs> you don't think Ninjak fans like this? I think, generally, comic book fans are going to hate this. Because it... It's too left of center? Yeah. I mean... People are the, the art style in this is the art style that people will say my kid could do this. Yeah, it's or, a, see what you mean. I could yeah. do this, yeah. which is very. There, there are people who like their comics to look like anatomically correct, <laughs> Jim Lee, like very epic looking, and then there's well, us that that really like this hyper stylized. Yeah. Don't don't mind the like, but it's goofy not, simplistic. You, you know stuff. what's funny is like in the end. Um, the author is like defending the work and is like, when you really look at it, his stuff is like super good and stylized. And it's like, yeah, people get that. Like, I don't, I, think, I don't think people get that. I think people that read comic books understand that you can draw in a loose form and be good at drawing. You're choosing to draw this way. It's not like this is the only way you can draw. I don't think that registers with a lot of people. Really? Yeah. I think it's just like, that's the only way you draw. You are a bad drawer. What is style? <laughs> that is absurd to me. I um, mean, the compositions are like interesting mm-hmm. and to be able to like convey 
the action and some of the dynamism of the, some of the panels with such simplistic art like was kind of cool. But I think for most people, you got to point. I mean, we're sounding like pretentious fucks right now, but I think a lot of people, you got to like really point that out to have someone appreciate that because it does look just so simplistic. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I liked it and I liked it. I thought the coloring really stood out in a way. I mean, the book stands on its own because of the um, loose way the art worked. It, this mm-hmm. book would not have been nearly as good if that, and that's, that's what this book needed. That's what Valiant needs. So again, and we've done this often, Valiant, if you need help, and you often do, you just march your ass down to the First Issue Club <laughs> podcast, and we're going to bail you out any day of the week. And now we're off their preview emails. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for you. I I hope they stick with this. They, you know, the the author did do a good job of saying this is specifically the artist I wanted to work with on this to tell. The dude's done a bunch of Marvel shit. This certain story, you a certain way. Literally can look at all the other work that he does where he renders in the way that people want traditional comic books. Javier Polito's his name. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a recognizable person. Yeah. All right, that was, uh, that was Ninjak we led with the hot one. There's other books that we need to be discussing and this one was one that I you're like just because we have to <laughs> no I really wanted to talk can we talk about the Ed Brisson book yeah next actually hell yeah um so I, I'm a big Ed Brisson fan uh, uh love him big Brisson head same a Brissonado can I can I a Brizzy Bones oh I forgot to say bonjour when I jumped in <laughs> Thank oh you. that would have been great <laughs> sorry the bon- moment you just missed it bonjour <laughs> I can I I want to give you my journey of like getting this comic okay I go to my comic shop, didn't have it. I would was would be damned if I bought this digitally instead of getting a copy <laughs> when I could get a copy. So on my way home from my preferred comic shop, I swung by another one that typically has more independence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, do you have the new Ed Brisson book? And the guy was like, who, what? And I was like, what kind of a reaction is that from a guy who works at a comic shop? Do you not know who Ed Brisson and is he, or the book? Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. And seemed like very bothered by it. Let me note too. He wasn't helping anyone else. He wasn't on the phone with anyone else. He just seemed like uber perturbed that I asked like, if he knew if he had this book. I know Marvel. I know DC. Anything yeah. else? I'm sorry. That's, a, that's about it. Is that a Batman thing? Brisson, I just you gotta. So, Are you saying the word Brisson, right? <laughs> so I looked at the, so I I looked around the shop and I ended up finding a massive stack of these comics. They had <laughs> so many copies of it, and then I go up to the counter, and underneath the glass, they've got like three copies of the variant, like <laughs> next to the register. Where he told me, like, where he acted like it was bonkers that I made up this name of this person, Ed Brisson, who, like, supposedly writes comics. Are you punking me And right I was now? just like, what the fuck, dude? But in my opinion, Ed Brisson doing an independent book with a cool, zany fantasy cover like the one we have here was big news this week a, a big book to pick up probably in a lot of people's like must check out list because he's been doing a lot of marvel shit mm-hmm. and so but he i know him most for his independent stuff and so this is his kind of like i think he has some had some 
independent stuff as well going on, but this is like a thing that he he's kind of been hyping this up a little bit. Has he 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 wrote the um the violent, I believe, on image like five six oh, years yeah, ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that book was phenomenal. Yeah, that phenomenal. book ripped. Phenomenal. I hope I'm not attributing that to the wrong person, but um, I'm a fan of Ed Brisson. Yeah, he's really rad. So anyway, this is his book, and I read an article about him, and he said that by book five or four, he thinks he's written one of the most like dramatic things that happens in a comic book. What? Okay, we normally, our take is on this that we hate that. When you say, like, buddy, the books that are coming... You're going to shit yeah. your pants yeah. when you read them. Yeah. So, Speckers beware by number five. <laughs> so, I think I think that it was in earnest. I read this from his Substack. Uh-huh. Um, it was like in earnest that it's like, here's the thing. You may not have heard of it. I like really am excited about this thing that I was able to accomplish later on. Yeah. If you're on his Substack, you're already a fan of his. Mm-hmm. He's literally just explaining to you that... What it is? Like what he's about to do. Sure, yeah. sure. And I think that this is a preface to say that like... For me, this book needed that because this book had a little bit of like, I won't even say convolution, but I just was like, where are we going here? Like kind of moments. Like I, I liked that it, the lack of direction. I think it kept it like really zany and interesting where I was like, okay, we've been introduced sure. to the main cast of characters. Oh, one of them is dead now. <laughs> it, it definitely seemed like it kept up the theme of what he was doing for trying to describe the the chaos of being on your earth normally and then all of a sudden surrounded by giant alien bug things like uh they look, weird ewoks look like mogway like big mogways yeah yeah so i mean i get that what he was trying to do i guess a little bit it was it, it, none of this book was bad the art was great i think that this book is an easy one to follow there was not a moment in the book where i was like i got to read number two <laughs> <laughs> which I wanted, you know, and yeah. I think that like I'm going to stay on it, but it's like I don't know, I always hate that when we read a number 1 and it's like I don't know, we, it didn't like grip me into the grave. I grip me into the grave, a sure sign of a good number 1. <laughs> what a saying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had that with this book. Did you? I love that. That's great. Yeah. That's good. There, Mike D approved. We, Put it out there. I'll I'll give you like some of the context of like what's happening and it's like this woman has a car wreck and then is like all of a sudden in like a hybrid universe situation and she doesn't know how it happened Mm -hmm. where like this other alternate reality with monsters is pouring into ours and her car's still there but none of the surroundings are familiar there's a broken down car it's got a kid stranded in it like of course and she's like okay now i gotta like take care of this Mm -hmm. kid or like do i just save my own ass wondering just like what the hell's going on Mm -hmm. like that's enough for me to want to get a second issue like there's this um comic relief ewok sort of character that like appears to be fun funny Mm -hmm. um our little r2d2 but furry Sure. <laughs> Discovering what this, our world is like, cause yeah. he, he falls into a toilet, which right. leads to humor every single time. Yes. Beautiful. He gave himself a little swirly. Um, and then, I mean, we're, this is a spoiler for the book, but at the end of the issue, the kid that she saves, who I'm, I assumed was going to be like a star throughout the entire book. Well, shit, he's on the cover. He's on the cover of this issue. He gets like, straight up swallowed by like some beast thing i'm assuming he's dead well 
it's good that he got swallowed up in one bite. Because if, essentially good. he could be just cut out from the belly. Okay. Always good to be swallowed in one bite. Yeah. If, if he had been chomped in half, I would have been like, okay, yeah. he's for you know, sure dead. If you know right. anything from the end of Crudes 2, it's always good to be swallowed whole. Only oh, you've ruined Crudes <laughs> 2 for me. Thank you. This, I, I love the sort of like um, trap that the weird monster puts in puts out for these characters mm-hmm. that like it can mimic voices of people they know by like i guess pulling that telepath telepathically from their brain yeah i don't know so how it, he's doing it it sounds like doing it it sounds like this woman's sister is outside and mm-hmm. it sounds like this kid's parents are outside and so they both bolt out of this like safe house they found and instead it's like this monster coaxing them out like, and also, that's like a fucked up I also yeah. like that, like, Power, I guess. we don't know why, like, this, we were in one world, and then all of a sudden we're in, like, chaotic, apocalyptic monster world, mm-hmm. and there's no explanation why or what is happening, um, and that part I really like. Okay. I like that we're just, like, in it, immersed. <laughs> um, yeah, Beyond the Breach is definitely a good Aftershock book. I am uh, excited that it exists. I, I mean, word of the wise, if you're ever traversing the apocalyptic landscape or find yourself in an alternate universe and there's a child who is in need leave the child you think every every book every movie every comic book i read the kid is always dead weight and it always leads to fucking chaos or a monster finding you i think i think that it humanizes the uh, hero's arc though that they need and it also says they're an idiot <laughs> Okay, we went ahead and dipped ourselves into another first issue. This is a Dark Horse book, so it was hard to avoid. It was Savage Hearts. It looks like He-Man in a porno. And that's about... I don't don't know if that's accurate. (laughs) You don't think so? This looks like He-Man in a porno. (laughs) Looks like She-Ra in a porno? Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Maybe. This looks like She-Ra in a porno, and that's your comic book. Um, No, so this is a... A uh, high fantasy or a, f- a fantasy book where there is like a essentially like a party that's going through a jungle. The main thing that captured me is just how buff these women are. These women have six packs upon six packs, and uh, they are they're just like out to kill. It's, Isn't it's, it just the one woman? Yeah, it is just the one no, woman. No, I checked. No, I checked. All the women. Trust me. All the women. All the women. I thought the Viking woman was just heavier. Yeah. They have six packs, though. Oh. They got abs. Dope. Yeah. They all have abs. But like you mentioned, this there's a Viking-type woman who is taking a group of people through, like, unexplored territory to exact revenge on some sorcerer who killed her love. And in the midst of that jungle they're trying to make their way through, they meet this, like pan-like character yes yeah. very like wood nymph guy who's just like so hot for this big brute woman and he'll like he's like i'll guide you guys and he's just like constantly calling her my pretty petunia <laughs> he's got like a million <laughs> nicknames through her throughout the book he's also like saying giving them a little bit of falsehood right too because he's like i'm the you know i'm the guide i'm the person that you need and he's like giving them all sorts of inaccurate information that's going to lead them into trouble. Yeah, I, you're, you're kind of like left in limbo, right? On whether or not he's like 
a good guy if he's just in it for horny reasons. I think he's just in it for horny reasons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the fact that it's called Savage <laughs> horny Reasons. <laughs> horny reasons. <laughs> I pull down a board here that's just like, all oh, my horny reasons. Oh. <laughs> horny reasons. Have sex. <laughs> Want to have sex. Is that the end? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this this book was fun it didn't take itself seriously it felt like it was commenting on the fantasy genre in some ways uh and it's also like a different take on a romance yeah i'm not sure the romance lands for me where i'm like i believe that they're gonna fall in love i don't think you're supposed to at this point yeah, yeah. she like hates this pan yeah. sort of character and <laughs> I he's like obsessed i'm gonna say this i can't see how they ever fall in love well, he's like don't, a little hairy monster. Don't the other people in their party also seem like they have horny reasons for like <laughs> the creature and other things? They're into him. Yeah, they are. They're like commenting yeah. on his physique. Yeah. They're like, he's, he ain't bad. <laughs> he ain't bad. He is this going to end in an orgy? I, that's what I'm, I'm not sure if the Savage Hearts is, is meant to allude to the two of them, even though they're the ones on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um. I do have a question, though. Is it because they're in the jungle that she has to wear such little armor? <laughs> Is it because she's so muscly that armor can't fit on her? I think they wanted to showcase her abs. Yeah. And bosom and legs. I just, it's the yeah. classic thing of, like, that is not protective in any way, shape, or form. It's a good point. Yeah, like it's... I don't, I mean, I get that it's meant to be fun, and she's mm-hmm. meant to be, like, an atypical maybe romantic lead in that she's not like a waif and like that's fine but i just it's just the same thing all the time and she can't wear normal clothes she has to wear like an iron bikini it's fine it's fine yeah we'll give her any protection in the area that she's at i do think this book is like trying to be horny and there's no doubt yeah Yeah. the character is like how many times have we said horny it's not in like an overly salacious way that that makes me cringe or anything yeah so I don't want to paint the wrong picture but the pan character is very much like Pepe Le Pew Pew kind of oh for sure like almost Warner Mm Brothers-y in his like love affection yeah over the top yeah so I think this book has some potential for mostly horny reasons (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy it just for the fact that it's like campy and goofy yeah if i was 15 reading this i would probably be like oh hell yes (laughs) i am here for it that's my review yeah and that's first issue club (laughs) (laughs) no it's piss club remember oh yeah sorry this has been the piss (laughs) club wee wee (laughs) fade to black